The NFL trade deadline is just a week away. Will the Colts stay put or will they make a move? Let's get to it. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what's up everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up all? I am Jake Arthur of HorseshoeHuddle.com. And today we are talking the Colts and the NFL trade deadline that's coming up. Spooky season, Halloween, 4 p.m. All teams must be done making all their trades for the remainder of the season by then. Uh, last year we saw Naheem Hines get dealt at the buzzer. So let's go through offense, def- offense and defense, see which players could be on the move, um, you know, which players make sense for other teams to want. And, you know, it has to make sense for the Colts to kind of deal them away as well. We'll also kind of look at some outliers that have maybe been rumored, but perhaps don't quite make a whole lot of sense. And then we'll wrap things up talking about the offense and how things might change a little bit over the remainder of the season. We've kind of seen some developments. You know, Jonathan Taylor's back and looks really good. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. had some things to say, you know, uh, Jelani Woods is still yet to return. So let's look at some of those things and see how the offense might evolve. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and talk about the offensive side of the ball with trade candidates. And I feel like the most glaring one right now is we got to talk about Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, He has been rumored in trade, you know, in in trade rumors throughout the offseason, really. And now after uh, the Colts lost to the Browns on Sunday, uh, showed a little bit of frustration, spoke with Nate Atkins of the Indy Star and said, you know, maybe I'm just not a big part of the offense. Uh, basically pointing out he only had a handful of targets. I think just five targets in that one, only two catches. Um, on the season, he is far and away the Colts' leading receiver. You know, receptions, targets, yards, all of it really. Um, but when you look at it, like there's there's numbers to it. His, in the first three games, he was targeted an average of 11.3 times. But in the four games since, just 7.8 targets. And in those four games, there's only been one game where he's been targeted more than seven times. Uh, that was that that Jaguars game. I think he had like 13 targets. So he was getting targeted quite a bit in the early portion of the season, uh, but then it fell off quite a bit with the exception of two weeks ago uh, ever since then. And yes, he's the leading receiver. He is being targeted the most. I, If I'm putting myself in his shoes, I, I think the frustrating part would probably be the consistency because uh, the numbers are there overall, but it's like, from half to half, game to game, you don't know if you're going to be targeted a couple times or what. Because we've seen a couple times now this season where he's only been targeted like once or twice in whole halves. You know what I mean? Uh, there, there was one game that escapes me earlier in the season. Um, it had a really big output overall for the game, but like it almost all came in the second half. And, you know, he said, you know, when I'm targeted, when I get my hands on the ball, I do stuff with it. And that makes sense. He's had he's had a handful of, of big plays this year, showing off his yak ability, uh, showing off his deep deep catching ability as well. Um, 
I'm all for getting, getting the guy more targets or at least in a more consistent basis. Like, cause he's projected to have a huge season. Like it's going to be a career year for him. It looks like, but do it more consistently. You know what I mean? Like the game plan is going to change week in and week out. You're going to run the ball more. You're going to want to attack over the middle of the field with like your slot receivers and tight ends more like it's going to change. Um, but if I'm him, I'm just probably looking for more consistency. So I get that. Now, looking at him as a trade candidate, I can see why other teams would want him. Uh, he's a, a fringe wide receiver one, like high end wide receiver two uh, for a lot of other teams. So a lot of a lot of people like to compare him to like T Higgins. They kind of put them on a, a similar scope. Yeah, T. Higgins is maybe a, a one on a lot of teams, but you put him next to Jamar Chase, and he's like an awesome wide receiver too. That could be what you're looking at with Pittman. <clears throat> but regardless, he's going to be paid like a wide receiver one. Uh, he's going to hit the open market this next offseason if if he's not locked up sooner. That's a guy that's going to make well over $20 million a year. Uh, so for the Colts, they have to weigh, you know, how much do we want to pay for that? Because um, that's the going rate for guys like this. And However, they feel about running backs. We obviously saw they finally paid Jonathan Taylor, uh, but teams are a lot more willing to pay receivers nowadays. So if they don't lock up Pittman, another team certainly will. <clears throat> so that's something they have to weigh is if another team comes calling with a super enticing offer, of course, but overall, he's a really valuable player. I To me, I think you just keep adding players around him. Like he's he's definitely an asset and He's right. When he gets the ball, good things do tend to happen. So uh, he is probably the most glaring name to keep an eye on just because he's the most often rumored. I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think the Colts would like to prioritize bringing him back, um, but we'll see. Until the trade deadline passes, we're going to keep hearing that name. Uh, and then I think the next ones you look at on offense, this is a really deep tight end group. Uh, so Jelani Woods, of course, is kind of the X factor because he's still on IR with that hamstring injury. But you've got Kylan Granson, who's been productive. Mo Alley-Cox is, is there doing his thing. He's not been used much as a receiver. Uh, but Will Mallory has stepped up. Drew Ogletree has been really good. Only seven catches for Ogletree, but six of them have been at least for a first down or touchdown. So you've got a deeper-than-average tight end group at a position in the NFL where it seems like it's just everyone's scraping the barrel. Like, not many teams have even a couple tight ends that they really, really like, it seems. Uh, so the Colts have at least three or four guys who could play <clears throat> on, on a lot of offenses. So that's a group I would keep an eye on. You know, Kylan Granson and Mo Alley-Cox, they're both uh, free agents after 2024. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox has no dead cap after this season as well uh, on his contract. So those are some those are some tradable players. Like I, I think they'd be much more likely to hold on to Drew Ogletree. They obviously just drafted Will Mallory. Uh, so Granson and Mo Alley Cox, that's a couple guys I could see other teams maybe wanting. I mean, Alley Cox has put out good film on tape before. Uh, some other team could be enticed by what they've seen him do. Uh, he actually has been a kind of a big play receiver throughout his career. A lot of his catches have gone for touchdowns or chunk plays. I mean, he's not the most nimble guy in the world, but it can't be denied that the guy can make some plays down the field. Um, so I would definitely keep an eye on that because Woods, I mean, I'm not going to say he has no value right now, but he has to get back on the field for another team to, to want to go for him. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Drew Ogletree, I, I think he has been the one who's probably shown the most consistent high ceiling ability um, since he's been back on the field this season. So, I don't know. Tight end is a really deep group that another team might look to poach. Uh, as far as like the offensive line goes or the receivers goes, I don't really see much movement happening there. Um, now they do have Blake Freeland who's been getting some extra snaps, but they've needed it. Like Braden Smith's been hurt. Bernard Ryman was hurt earlier. So they kind of need to have all three quality tackles. Don't really see anything happening there. So uh, here in a moment, we'll look at the defensive side of the ball, maybe some players that make sense for other teams to want there. But first, a word from our sponsors. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And I also want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks because they have been making the betting world a lot of fun this uh, this season. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season has been the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you could turn a meager $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit them in less than a minute. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Because not everyone likes to make all the same bets or, you know, the over-unders, the, you know, all these props. Like, there is just a huge catalog of players and stat types to bet on. So, there's literally something for everybody, especially if you're trying to get any of your friends into betting for the first time. Have them check out Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the football season is here, everybody. And that means locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on NFL kickoff live. Every Friday, locked on will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every single locked on NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup. It means your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, everything, much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from the stable of NFL hosts across the country who know all these teams better than everybody else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, dudes, let's talk defense. So when you're talking trades, you're talking the Colts, you're talking defense, I feel like the first name everyone gravitates to is Shaquille Leonard. And I think this one has more validity now than it did at the beginning of the year because Leonard is back and playing. His his usage is increasing. Uh, he's starting to make a couple more plays. Uh, he hasn't had the big turnovers or anything yet, 
Uh, but you can see him really active out there. Like his film is showing a player who is not just fading in, into the into the mist like he kind of was earlier in the season. So, I mean, the Colts have EJ Speed. They have Zaire Franklin. Franklin has been one of the better linebackers in the NFL this year. EJ Speed gets better all the time. The dude just makes plays. Kind of got robbed of having arguably the biggest play of his career near the end of, of Sunday's game against the Browns. So that kind of makes Leonard the odd man out. And he's easily got the biggest price tag. Um, I mean, he's got 12 million. So it's um it's 12 just 12 million in dead cap over the next two seasons. But if you live out the rest of his contract, it's over 60 million dollars. And that's for a player who's not really necessarily playing at that price anymore. Um, so again, that's just going to be one, oh, man, the, the Colts aren't really ones to lock themselves into contracts where they just don't make sense at that level anymore. I mean, we saw it with like, we've seen it with Quentin Nelson. He had kind of a dip in his play, but he got better. He got healthier and he's looking like Quentin Nelson again. Leonard, we haven't seen that yet, and he's kind of being overshadowed by his his teammates in Franklin and Speed. So um, in terms of just the return on investment that they're getting, that's one I would keep an eye on. Now, will another team want to take that on? That's iffy because, I mean, the Colts have the luxury of having three really good linebackers because Leonard is still a really good linebacker. It's just the price that is the question mark, you know. So if there are other teams out there, uh, that are hurting for linebacker play. If we see an important linebacker around the league go down with a significant injury in the next week or so, um, then maybe it makes sense. Um, I mean, Leonard still has the uncanny uncanny ability to turn the ball over and make plays where other guys can't. Like, that's not a skill you lose. Now, we haven't seen it yet this year, but, like, again, you don't lose that. You know how to punch the ball out. There's so much that goes into it. Plus, he's just always – he. Like across the middle of the field, he always seems to find himself in the right spot with a pass breakup or, or even a pick. That stuff's coming. We all know it's coming at some point. Uh, the guy's just got to, you know, continue getting his feet under him and getting more comfortable. Um, but yeah, with with the trade deadline just a week away, like, is it going to be the Colts that see that? Probably. I think it's not very likely that Leonard gets moved uh, by the trade deadline the timing just doesn't make sense there. Like we're not seeing him play like the maniac yet for another team to want to come in and absorb that contract or give the Colts any amount of compensation that would make sense. So I don't think Leonard gets moved, <clears throat> um, but if he were to, it would probably happen in the off season. Uh, and then they've got a couple other interesting areas. I'll go over these, these guys real quick. So Grover Stewart and Kenny Moore are both going to be free agents after this season. Um, Grover, of course, is dealing with the six game suspension for uh performance enhancing substances. That's a tricky situation because obviously no team is going to want to take that on right now. But he's, he's one of the best nose tackles in the league. Again, I wouldn't put much validity to that. I mean, he's getting older and he's only got a year left, but I feel like nose tackles play at a high level for a pretty long time, and there's no reason for the Colts to want to move on from that. Uh, Kenny. He's been reinvigorated as well. Like that guy is just, again, playing out of his mind. I think he has seven tackles for loss this season as a slot cornerback. That's great. He has a, a one and a half sacks. I think he's like fourth on the team in tackles. He has really been kind of reinvigorated, reignited. Like that guy is playing really good football. 
Um, so again, he's a, a free agent after the season, but they really need him, especially after we don't know how long Juju Brents will be out, but we've seen how fragile that cornerback depth is for this team. So I wouldn't move on from Kenny. Uh, now a group that makes sense. We were talking about tight ends earlier with offense. Let's talk about the safeties. So they've got three playable safeties, Rodney Thomas, Nick Cross, and Julian Blackman. Uh, Blackman's been the best this year. He's starting to make a lot more plays. He's got picks in two of the last three games. Um, he's kind of like Leonard in that he knows how to, you know, make these uncanny special plays on the ball. We don't see it as much from him, uh, but he also tends to kind of get robbed of those as well. Like the play will be whistled dead or it'll be overturned, what have you. But um, Blackman is starting to play really, really good football lately. Nick Cross is a guy everyone wants to get on the field, but it's like, they can't find the snaps for him. Like it, he, you want to get him on the field 20, 25 snaps or so a game, but like the flow of the game just doesn't dictate it. And it's like, who do you take off? Uh, Rodney Thomas finally got his first pick of the year against the Browns. So you got three guys who really are jockeying for two positions because as much as the Colts want to, I just really don't think they can get all three guys on the field as much as they want. And Cross is the youngest one, and he's the, probably the one with the highest upside, but he's the one they just can't find the playing time for. So I don't know. I, I know recently I, I saw Julian Blackman was listed as a, a potential uh, trade asset. Now, he might have the most value, but he's the one playing the best football right now. So I don't, I don't know if you want to move on from that. You'd have to be really confident that Nick Cross can come in and provide that eventually within you know the next year because you don't want to have some huge drop off for the next year after you get rid of Blackman. But again, you have these two guys. If the intention is that you're going to let Blackman walk in the offseason though, why don't you go ahead and get something for him now? It's again, it's just tricky because you ship the guy off and you have you're you're getting rid of your best safety. And what do you say for the rest of the season? That one's kind of tricky. <clears throat> now Rodney Thomas that one's that one's just really iffy because I mean he was your leading interceptor last year with four as a rookie, but only just now got his first one, and he hasn't made a lot of plays yet uh, to this point in the season. So how do you how do you weigh that value? Because I mean he showed all that flash as a rookie, so you know it's there, and I mean he just made a really acrobatic interception against the Browns. So I don't know. It, it's it's a group that holds trade value. I, I mean. Let me know what you guys think in, in the uh, comments here. If the Colts are going to trade out of any position, I think tight end and safety probably uh, makes the most sense. Coming up here, we are going to wrap it up by talking about how the offense might evolve a little bit based on kind of recent events. But first, let's hear another word from our sponsors. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater happenings near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're actually going to have. I personally love game time because if I feel like being spontaneous and going out, you know, just on a whim, I can go right to game time and not have to browse a bunch of different places. With their flash deals, images of the seat views, and a lowest price guarantee, game time's an easy choice. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Again, get images of your seat before you buy so that you know what to expect. 
and you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email either because that's really annoying, and it can make you sweat, make you nervous while you're in line looking for everything in your email. I think we've all been there before. So snag tickets without the stress from game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, guys. So the Colts have been kind of going through it on offense when it comes to the defenses they've played. They've played a bunch of really good run run defenses, especially. Um, but we've kind of seen them break through a lot of those. Like the, the Titans were arguably the best run defense in the league at the time. Colts blew them away there. Zach Moss had a great game last week against the Browns. The Browns were and probably still are the best defense overall in the league. Again, Colts rolled through them 150 yards. Zach Moss was really good. Jonathan Taylor was really good. So they're starting to get out of kind of this gauntlet of awesome defenses. They do still have some top 10 matchups to go against. New Orleans this week, they have the fourth-rated defense. New England is ninth. Atlanta's third, and Las Vegas is 10th. But overall, they don't like they don't have these killer matchups, like these really daunting ones. But the thing of it is, we've seen them overcome those, and the biggest problem has been the turnovers. Um, that's just that's just been the biggest, most frustrating part. And you've heard us harp on it the last couple of weeks. Is if you're gonna have some offensive success and you're moving the ball and you're scoring points, like turning the ball over is just such it, it like it just gets magnified. Like turning the ball over in general is bad, but when it's literally costing you the games and putting you in positions like last week against Cleveland, where the referees are able to decide the outcome on a final drive, it shouldn't get to that point. So Looking at things, I think there's some factors that can make the Colts offense a little more secure. Uh, first and foremost, Jonathan Taylor is back, and he looks like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they're ratcheting up his involvement. Uh, been back for three weeks now. He went from a 15% snap share to 42% the next week, and then to 50 with Zach Moss uh, last week. So I think we're going to see that start to continue a little bit, maybe like 65, 35 uh, but eventually, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I don't think he's going to like dominate the backfield um, occupancy, but I think it's going to be where he's definitely in control. But it won't be, I don't think it'll be a 50 50 split anymore. Um, but just the way he's moving, like he's shown that he's still got burst and that elusiveness. He's able to break tackles, he's running through arm tackles. But I also really like how they've been using him, you know, split him out wide, run him on a slant. We've seen him used on those um, direct snaps plenty before when Frank Reich was here. Um, so they're keeping that up, but I would like to see them add kind of more diversity to that. Like, can he pass out of that? Like, not like, I, I mean, we're talking about like wildcat stuff, just like simple stuff. Like we've seen Christian McCaffrey, LaDainian Tomlinson do just like 10, 15 yard throws. Like if you're going to have him take direct, direct snaps, maybe add those wrinkles into it. And that's probably in the playbook. It's probably just stuff we haven't seen yet. Um, but I just really like that they are taking advantage of his explosive capabilities. With the new coaching staff, I feel like every coach who is asked about Taylor, they talk about how explosive he is, his home run ability. Um, so I expect this to kind of get back to more to where 2021 was. Um, 
I don't think they'll have to totally hide the passing game like they did uh, with Carson Wentz, but I think this can be a much more run-centric offense um, based around Taylor and Moss. And then, you know, just have Minshew take what the defense gives him and, you know, fingers crossed that he's not turning the ball over so much. Uh, and then I think the the offense can be a lot more effective that way. And then I think another big thing, let's hope for the starting five offensive linemen to be healthy all at the same time again. Maybe they can string a few weeks together where they're where they're all as one. Now, they haven't really had any performances this year where it's been a complete disaster. Like they've had to face some guys like Miles Garrett where they obviously are going to take their lumps. They're going to get TJ Watt later this season. Um but just at least having all five guys healthy and playing together would be a big bonus. They've obviously been missing Braden Smith lately. Before that, it was Bernard Ryman, um, you know, Will Fries and Ryan Kelly missed time. So, like, getting all five guys together, they haven't really had that since, like, week two, I don't think. So, that'll be huge. Um, again, the offensive line has already been playing really well, but I think we'll see them take another step once all those guys are together again. And then I'm very curious as to – how things will stack up in the passing game. I think Pittman is going to continue to be the guy, but I think Downs uh, target share is going to start going up more as well. Um, he's not just been a little shifty slot receiver. Like the guy's making plays downfield as well. Um, everyone raves about his football IQ and he knows, you know, where to be at the right time. That breakdown, that offsides um, where he had the long touchdown on Sunday with Gardner Minshew that was a really heads up play by Minshew, but it was also a really heads up play by downs uh, to keep going and know they had a free play with the offsides going. So that guy's, he's just going to keep getting more and more involved. Eventually we'll see if Jelani Woods is out there, if they can activate the window for him, the 21 day practice window. Uh, he's going to be a big wrinkle. Like imagine what the things they've done with like Will Mallory and Drew Ogletree, getting those guys, the ball downfield. I think we'll see that with with Woods. I'm really intrigued. I think everyone else is to see what Woods could look like in a Shane Steichen offense. I think that's going to be really nice because with a quarterback like Gardner Minshew, who, ta who takes advantage of tight end matchups, I think he could Woods could become one of his favorite targets, and we could right away see him be a pretty big part of the offense. And then last thing is kind of Alec Pierce emerging. Uh, we finally saw a couple downfield shots for him. Uh, he had three catches for first downs on Sunday. Um, one big thing we've kind of been waiting to see is, are those, you know, down the sideline shots, but like he could do other things, get him going over the middle, those slants. He did that a couple times on Sunday. Um, but just big, like, I, I think him and Minshew were starting to get on the same page. Another example of that miles Garrett had another offsides on Sunday. And so Minshew knew he had a free play and he lofted it downfield to Pierce. So, uh, that's another guy who we could see start to get a little more involved. It just doesn't have to all be the deep shots. Like the guy can make chunk plays in other in other ways, and he's a he's a big bodied guy who can pick the ball out of the air. You know, he he's going to have a wider catch radius than a lot of guys he's going against. So uh, we will see how all of that develops. But I think that is it for me today, guys. If you don't already follow at Locked On Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks two on Twitter. Also, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love your guys' ratings and reviews as well. That definitely helps the show more than you guys know. And with that, we will see you guys tomorrow morning.